Hello, my sweet friends, and welcome back to A Touch of Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Sharland, a woman on a mission to make you a better friend to yourself. I'm a cognitive somatic and intuitive healer, meaning I help you to align your mind, body, and soul. The intention behind the work I do is to help you to heal your past trauma, unblock your chakras, connect in with your guides and become the most awakened and abundant version of yourself. Through a range of science, holistic and energetic methods, I help others to step into a life full of love and full of intention. I hope this episode adds a touch of clarity into your day. Welcome back to the show, my lovelies. I feel like it has been so long since I have just sat down with my microphone and recorded a solo episode. So today, that is exactly what I have planned. If all goes well, I am hoping to record a few episodes in advance because you know, when the inspiration flows, you just got to go with it. I'm going to make a coffee in a second and we're just going to hang out and I'm really, really excited for it. The reason I feel like I haven't sat down and done any recording for the podcast or actually planned any of my solo episodes is because things just seem to be a little bit bonkers at the moment in the best way possible. But I just feel like so much is changing for me on a personal level, on a spiritual level, and also on a business level too. Like things are just shifting and changing so rapidly for me at the moment. So it's been, I don't know how to describe it. I just feel like I have been so busy doing constantly and I didn't want to bring that energy into the podcast. I want the podcast to be a really beautiful and grounded space for you guys to come to when you want to feel inspired or learn something new or maybe you want to you know kind of question your beliefs or your mindset or whatever it is and I want it to be a really beautiful space. I don't want you guys to feel my scatty kind of busy energy because that's not at all what I want to gift to you. So just to give you a little bit of a rundown, I feel like June, which was my birthday month, was a huge month for me. I actually lost one of my best friends, um, which was really, really, really hard. And of course, I've lost people in my life before. I've lost people that I would say are more people in my parents lives you know so this was the first person that I have lost that was my friend and not like my parents friend or family friend and it was a shock the way that I found out and so I think from there that just kind of hit me it was the week leading up to my birthday and I had already been super busy with the business and so this just like hit me like a ton of bricks and I wanted to obviously honor how I was feeling and I don't really want to get too much into that because that's not what today's episode is about. But I had this huge shift after the devastating news and it really made me really reevaluate my outlook on life and it really genuinely reminded me how precious life is you know I'm 25 now and I always think well you're not even halfway through your life like you've got so much living to do but my friend was 26 you know our age doesn't actually change or represent anything in terms of our lifespan so it really just made me change Like it literally changed everything for me and it was a huge journey of going within, obviously honoring how I feel, honoring my friend, honoring our friendship, grieving. Like when they say that there's levels and layers to grief, like holy moly, there sure is. And I had a lot of people say to me, well, you're spiritual and you can see spirits, so that must make it easier for you. And it's like, not really. I still would prefer to have my friend in physical form. And 
If I'm being completely transparent with you, I know that I've been blocking my connection with her because I'm still grieving and healing and going through all of that. And so when people were saying that to me, I was like, yes, I have such a strong belief and faith in the universe, but it doesn't take away the pain of losing somebody that you would talk to most days and see every week. And yes, I know that now she's no longer suffering and I'm really grateful for that, but it was a huge, huge thing for me to go through. And I think this whole transformation stemmed from that period it like I keep saying like really made me change my outlook on life realize that life is genuinely so short like I know that that is thrown around so much but the reason that it is talked about so much is because it is so true and it made me think like where in my life am I feeling drained or not in alignment and why why am I putting up with this stuff you know what is this that is no longer serving me why am I holding on to it why am I no longer letting it go and then realizing how do I want to live my life what energy do I want to be like what type of person do I want what do I want for the business and then stepping into that and it has been a huge huge process making huge life-changing decisions and it's been scary like the the amount of times that I've been like oh this is out of my comfort zone like let's rein it back in let's stay small because that is safer because my ego and my nervous system feels safe when we do that but then coming back to this centered place of I need to live And I need to live for me, not for other people. And when I say other people, I mean society, my parents, my family, maybe even my friends, like not living for their version of me, living for the version of me that I want to be and become. So I made a huge leap. I invested in myself and the business I just finished my emotional freedom technique or EFT qualification, which I will be doing a whole nother episode about because this has been so transformative. Again, I don't think that things just happen by coincidence. I think that the way that things have played out since June have all been leading up to these decisions or maybe have all been pointing me in this path like pointing me on this direction and I did my EFT I also had to do some case studies to actually get my qualification so that has been full-on on its own I've been seeing an extra five clients per week for free that you then have to write your case notes for and check in with them every other day and you know this full-on process but it's been amazing to push myself and to see what else I am capable of I enrolled to do my teacher training which I have spoke about on my blog so if you aren't already subscribed to my email list please do so the link will be in the show notes or you can find it in my Instagram bio but that is the that is where like I share things first of all so sign up for my newsletter because I am starting to write my blogs I used to write blogs a lot and I found it extremely therapeutic and I loved it and then life got in the way but I now I am coming back to it and I shared in my first blog back that this yoga training I'm literally not even like a quarter way through I'm on like the first part it has been so transformative for me and I will do another episode all about that but I signed up for that and that was partly to honor my friend as well because we used to always talk about doing our teacher training together and that becoming yoga teachers was something that we both really wanted so I had like the kick up the bum essentially to do that because I wanted to honor her and honor the dream that we both shared 
I also enrolled to do my NLP hypnotherapy and timeline therapy qualifications that starts early December which I'm so excited about and I have about a hundred hours of pre-study to do for that so that has been amazing as well really really challenging and changing how I think and perceive things and then The other two major shifts that I've had is I invested in actually outsourcing and employing a executive assistant. Now I'm super, super happy with who it is and it is actually one of my bestest friends in the entire world. She is the absolute best and she offered to do it for me because she said she wanted the experience and obviously wants to support me and grow spiritually and help with her overall well-being so having somebody that I can outsource to and say hey little things like can you type up the show notes for the podcast or can you set up this landing page or do this thing it's been so so transformative for me I was in this limiting belief that I had to do everything and if I didn't do it, it wasn't going to get done. And so it's been really healing for those parts of myself. It's been a process, obviously teaching somebody everything that I've taught myself over the last almost two years. Obviously, it's going to take some time, but just having somebody else there has been so healing, so supportive. And it is Honestly, I know it is going to make a huge improvement in my business. So I'm very excited for that. And then, drum roll please, the last huge transformative step that I have taken the past couple of weeks is moving out. So I have been living with my parents and in my family home, obviously for my entire life, but especially since opening the business because it was my safety net, I knew that I had a roof over my head constantly and that gave me the flexibility and the support to run my business and I'm so grateful to my parents for that. But at the same time, I feel like I've had so much growth on a professional level, opening up my center at the age of 23, stepping into being a healer, supporting other people. And then on the flip side of that, I feel like my personal growth, not in terms of my healing or spiritual growth, that's been really you know growing and evolving but in terms of being independent on a personal level that I feel like hasn't changed much and I feel like that is the part of my life that is feeling quite stagnant and stuck and I'm at this stage where I really want to step into this new version of me and this expanded version and I feel like the only way I was going to achieve that was to move out and I had the option to move in with my partner and I sat with that we both had lots of conversations around that but again that felt like the safe kind of option moving into his home where it was already set up and I lived there pretty much 50% of the time anyway but for me something was just like no you need to move out and be independent and so I am moving out with one of my best friends but it's not the energy is just different I don't really know how to articulate it but for me the way that my relationship is with my partner it would be a very safe option to move into his home whereas me moving out independently with a friend it feels so different because we are it's like if I moved into the home with him it becomes like a family home of us together whereas moving out with my friend it's like two individual people moving out together I don't know if that makes sense but I just had to listen to my gut with this and I was like we need to move out or I need to move out individually and do it for me not for the relationship or not for my family I needed to do it for me so This is something I will share in another episode, 
but the manifestation process around that oh it just reignited my spark and my belief in manifesting and like I said I will share that in another episode but I am so excited to as I'm recording this it is a Wednesday so we move out on a week on Friday so a little over a week and I am so here for it and I cannot wait it is going to be such a a scary risk but in the best way when I say like I'm scared for it I'm not scared like I know I really contradicted myself then but what I mean is I know in my gut that this is the right decision I've consulted my guides and my angels and I know that this is the right thing to do so what that also means is a lot more time and independence and opportunity to create so I will be vlogging so if you haven't already please subscribe to my youtube channel link is in the show notes because I'm going to start doing conscious living and spirituality and wellness vlogging as well as free meditations and sound baths and breath work over on my youtube channel and I'm really excited to have the other platform to like share other things but it also means more solo episodes because the place and again I will talk about this in my manifestation episode that's coming soon but the place has a really beautiful office so I will just have so much more opportunity to share and create through there as well as obviously during when I work at the center but this has been kind of like a long-winded life update for the intro but I just wanted to share with you guys that so much is happening behind the scenes that I don't share. I try and be real and share quite a lot of my Instagram stories but at the same time when you're going through stuff like what happened to me in June I didn't want to dishonor how I was feeling and also how my friend's family was feeling by using it as a way to not promote my business because obviously I wouldn't do it that way but I mean like I didn't want to share so much then when I was very raw in the emotions whereas obviously I'm still very raw now it's been just over a month but you can you're not so so much in the middle of it like you've had time to process how you feel And, you know, back along, no way would I be able to sit down and talk to somebody about it without crying. Whereas now it's a little less intense. I still feel extremely sad, but I'm able to have a conversation without crying. So a lot has been happening, let me tell you. Plus, you know, all of this and running a business, working two jobs, figuring out who I am, what I want to do, where I want to live. It's been a lot, but I cannot wait to share more about that on my YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, let's just get into today's show. I am so excited for today's episode. It is all about the importance of healing and what it is like for me to be a healer. So I will stop rambling now and let's get into today's episode. <laughs> Hello, sweet ones. Thank you so much for getting it through that lengthy intro, but I really wanted to give you like an overall kind of life update, give you some behind the scenes, let you know what's happening, but I am very, very excited for today's episode. So recently I have been redefining and kind of looking at what I want to share on my Instagram and also on my podcast. And in all honesty, I've been feeling a little bit blocked when it comes to what I want to share. Now, if you are an entrepreneur or maybe a content creator, you may relate to what I mean when I say that sometimes you have so much that you're learning and excited about and so much that you want to give and share that it can get really overwhelming and sometimes can result in not sharing anything at all and as most of you know I've been doing my EFT teacher training and 
within the qualification you actually had to do 10 hours of your own tapping with a qualified practitioner so i've been tapping mine all around boundaries limiting beliefs imposter syndrome and these blockages that I am chatting to right now when it comes to creating. And it made me realize that I've been overcomplicating things and also assuming that people know everything that I know or people know a lot more about this industry or about spirituality and well-being than they actually do. And I never want to come across as condescending or talking down to people or anything like that because I am a forever student like I really truly hold that belief so I never ever want to act as if I know more than people because I have clients that come in and they'll share something and that teaches me so much so I think I've been having like just all of this inner conflict (laughs) when it comes to my solo podcast episodes, my blog, what I want to create on my YouTube channel and what I want to share on Instagram. And it's been so much that I'm just like, ah, too hard. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to focus on my offerings. I'm going to focus on this, but I love sharing this stuff with you guys. So what I realized is I need to take it back to basics and I need to start teaching and creating from that place because I know that I have listeners or people that follow me on Instagram that are really new to spirituality and focusing on their health and well-being and so I want to start creating some more back to the basics kind of content for you guys because when I listen to podcasts or I read posts that are reminding me of things that maybe I already know or reminding me of the simplicity of things when it comes to spirituality and well-being. I'm like, ah, duh, I don't need to overcomplicate things. So with all of that being said, I'm going to share today a little bit of an intro into why healing is so important and what it's been like for me to become a healer. So when I first became a healer it was it literally just organically happened so I always labeled myself as a people pleaser an empath like I would just naturally feel so much like if somebody was upset or going through something they wouldn't even necessarily have to say anything to me and I'd be like what's wrong and they'd be like nothing and I'd be like no what's wrong And they were like, how did you know? And I'm like, I could just feel it. And I really didn't understand what it was. And I would also hang out with certain people and just feel so drained or so under the weather. Like I would get sick so much as a child. And now I realize it's because I was picking up on so many other people's energy and so many other people's blockages. And being like an open empath, I'm like, sure, let me take that on for you. Like this burden's heavy for you, not a problem. Let me take it. Now I realize what I was doing back then. But obviously being a child, like I just had no idea. So me becoming a healer, I honestly don't even have like a crazy story to tell you or anything. And it's like really strange when I think about it because it just like naturally happened. So I grew up in a society, I guess, or an educational system that was very much heavily focused on higher education. So through like year 10, 11, 12 in high school, they were very much like, what are you going to do with your life? What university are you going to go to? What do you want to study? And it's a huge thing to ask a 17 or 18 year old. I didn't even know who I was. I still am learning who I am. So it was crazy for me to make such a life-changing decision about what I wanted to invest such a large amount of money in and what I wanted to do for three or four years. So I had the option to potentially take a gap year, but it just didn't really feel right for me. So I just started in the end of my high school, like realizing what it was that I enjoyed doing. And the subject that I really, really loved, well, there was two child studies. I know that I am born to be a (laughs) mum, but I was like, "Mm, that's going to be a few years down the track. Can't really turn that into my career yet. And then it was psychology. Those were the two subjects that I just could study for ages and really really enjoyed it so I was like all right cool let's go to uni and study psychology and 
I went to uni straight from school so it would have been the start of 2016 because I graduated in 2015. I got my ATAR and my score and everything that I needed to get straight through which was such a blessing and my year of uni was the first year that they introduced criminology as a subject. So hearing about all of this I went to like a conference and criminology criminology just sounded so cool to study. So I did a degree in psychology, so I did a bachelor of behavioral science and I majored in criminology. And I actually wanted to become a criminal psychologist and work in a prison like that was something that was so cool and my best friend Liv who you guys will become really familiar with if you're not yet I feel like she's all over my Instagram but she is my girl that I am moving out with and she has always had an obsession and passion for crime as well and we used to really really bond and like hang out over that so she studied criminology I majored in criminology so it was like a win-win it was like I got uni classes with one of my best friends sick and then I also got to study like two subjects or two degrees that like I really really enjoyed so that was super cool and that was my intention the entire three years of my degree I was going to graduate do an extra year, become a psychologist and become a psychologist in a high security prison. And I want to say that that was my dream up until like I finished uni or even like maybe my final year of university. But I actually dated a, just by chance, I started dating a psychologist who worked in a prison and he explained and shared some of his experiences and it was totally different to how I wanted my career to be. I wanted to work with these people to make change and to help them. I believe that everybody deserves a second chance and if they're willing to change and willing to do the work then that is the type of clients that I wanted. But he shared a lot about the logistics and what the government allowed him to do within his position plus his experiences of working in the prison and I was like oh okay this maybe isn't what I wanted to do I wasn't sure so I got to the end of my three years of my bachelor and then I had to make the decision whether I wanted to study for another year to get my master's and become a psychologist after that or whether I wanted to take a pause reevaluate and come back to it. So that's what I did. I didn't enroll for another year and I was so lucky that I got a job. I got offered a job. I had my final exam and then three days later had my interview and that was I think like a Wednesday and then I started this job on the Monday. So it was literally like I went straight from uni into this job and that's the job that I still currently work now two days a week, which I'm so grateful for. They've been so supportive um, and I wouldn't have been able to open the center without that job and source of income. So that was amazing. So I jumped straight into that job and was there for, I don't know, must be maybe 18 months And throughout that time, through my job, I was able to listen to podcasts and audiobooks whilst working. And that was honestly the thing that changed everything. I found all about spirituality. I found law of attraction. I found the secret. And I started really doing this huge deep dive into spirituality and wellness and realized that that is what I liked. And Now thinking about it, when I was at school, I used to always be like, I want to be a yoga teacher. And I was like, we can't really be a psychologist and a yoga teacher, not knowing that there's this whole field of work that overlaps psychology and mental health with holistic health and practices such as meditation yoga. At the time, I didn't know that. So I thought that I had to be a clinical psychologist, you know, wear a suit every day, and be basically the polar opposite of what I am now (laughs) when I can wear yoga pants and linen and my Doc Martens (laughs) and crystals. So yeah, I started this job, started listening to these podcasts. Then I actually became friends with a couple people in the office who were also into this type of 
um, like spirituality and wellness and all of that. So being with these people that were into it as well and started sharing their opinions and their views and the content that they were consuming like amplified everything and we used to spend like the 30 minutes of our lunch break sharing these podcasts and resources that we were listening to and then I think from that point I then started working with some group containers of like with a healer or like a coach and I started really again going down this rabbit hole of investing in my own healing and investing in my own well-being and then from there it literally just naturally unfolded so I then booked and went on a retreat with Liv my best friend to Bali we went on a mind self-love retreat with Rochelle Fox and Chris Soul, which they are back open back up and running now in a brand new location which I'm so excited for them and that trip not only the seven days of the retreat of course that was like huge and transformative on its own but also going to this fresh country this fresh place with fresh people that I'd never met before and embodying who I wanted to be so I went there and everyone's like oh like what do you do and I'm like oh I work a corporate job but I'm training to be a healer and people would be like oh like you know why are you here it was like a self-love and kind of manifestation trip and I was like oh I'm here because I want to manifest opening my own wellness center and I want to do this and this and it was the first time that I'd actually been able to articulate what it is that I wanted to do. And as I was saying it to these people, I started again embodying that feeling of like, this is who I am. This is what I am going to be. And then obviously throughout the seven days of the retreat, we went through a lot of limiting beliefs. We released a lot of trauma. And again, we went back into that manifestation. And I got really, really clear of what is blocking me. Why can I not just be that version of me now? So after the trip, which actually had to get cut short because of COVID, which in hindsight now is fine. But then I also think what would have happened if we'd stayed there for that extra, I think it was like 10 days to two weeks because I had such huge growth in the two weeks that I was already there. But we came home. And again, just naturally, I was like, well, maybe I can just create like an online wellness and spirituality store. Like, that's cool. So literally in my parents' spare bedroom, I ordered essential oils. I got myself an ABN. I ordered essential oils and crystals and I started making like little wellness packs. And then I launched my online store, which now is a physical store in my wellness center, which is just so cool. And I'm constantly like adding to it. And it was never about having like an online crystal or spirituality store. It was about just like getting comfortable with embodying this energy of this is who I was. And for me, like hiding behind products, because there was still like that separation. It was like, if I was, because during that time I was still battling with a lot of limiting beliefs and like fear of judgment. And I was like, oh, well, it's just like essential oils and crystals. Like it's not me. Whereas now I like, I embody all of that. And I'm like, if the people don't like me, then they're not my people. But it was really, really cool. And then after that, I, and I think as well, because everyone always says to me, like you're nuts for opening a business during a pandemic. But for me, I don't want to say the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened because it's not. And I understand it's obviously a greater issue than just what I experienced. But for me, it gave me so much time to sit with myself and to meditate and to create this online store. Whereas I think if I was out and about in my normal life, I wouldn't have prioritized that or allowed myself the time to do that because I was really really lucky that I was working my other job from home so as soon as I finished work I could just go onto my other laptop and work and pack orders and all of that so it was a really really like divine timing for me kind of make the best out of a shitty situation um but yeah then fast forward a little bit and I started doing the manifestation practice of acting as if and I was like okay so if we want to open a wellness center what would I be doing so when I was driving to my corporate job I would start embodying and visualizing I was driving to my wellness center I had no idea what that looked like where it was how it was going to unfold but I was just like 
that, that like 30 minutes in the morning of just driving to my wellness center when I'm actually driving to my corporate job literally changed everything. I also started like looking on realestate.com for properties. I had like zero savings. I hadn't even made like any networking or any type of clientele at this point. I literally just had an Instagram with my business name to link to my online store and that was it. And as I'm looking, I enrolled to do my Reiki qualifications, which was amazing. I also at this time, like I said, was doing like a group container for coaching. Like I was learning a lot through that. I booked into a healer. I was getting like regular healing and Reiki sessions and all of these things just really assisted me in learning what it was to be a healer or to be a coach and hold space for people and to also do the deep dive for myself. And I'll go into more detail about my manifestation process in another episode, but I basically just started acting as if, and then I found this property up in Sterling that I am actually renting for my wellness center, but I fell in love. My mum and I went there. We looked at it from the outside and I was like, you know what, there's no harm in contacting the agent and just seeing what it's like inside to get an idea of price points and this and that. And because of COVID, they'd had it on the market for a while. So the price was really reasonable. And I went there, viewed it, fell in love, asked for my signs from the universe, my guides, got them, like said yes to him, got the keys and moved in and the rest is history. So it wasn't as if, I guess, I I do feel like I've been a healer in past lives and I was born to be a healer. But what I mean is, it's not as if I had this dream when I was young that I was going to be a healer. I wanted to be a flight attendant forever and then a nurse forever. And then I went to uni to study psychology and this all just naturally unfolded from there. So It is a really cool story, I think, that it just naturally evolved and I feel like that was through me trusting in the universe, being supported and guided and opened to that and then I was able to create this role and embody it and I know people say, you know, you need to separate your work and your personal life but the way that I am, like I feel like I'm not just a healer in the center, like I embody that energy and what I think healers should be outside of work. So, you know, I will always pick up litter that I find on the floor because I think that that's polluting Mother Earth or, you know, I bless my food and I try and help people as much as I can. So for me, being a healer isn't just a job, it's a life choice, like it's a lifestyle and it's how I show up to the world. But if you're like listening to this and you've never even like heard of healing or you're maybe new to it and you're like, what does it even mean to be a healer or to receive a healer, like to receive a healing? What it is, is, and this is like the way that I work and some of the stuff that I experience or do in a healing session is really, really hard to articulate because it's not something that I think the human mind experiences. It's something that the body and the energetic body experiences so it's like how can my human brain articulate to you what it is and how it works when it's not actually the human part of you that's experiencing it it's the soul and energetic part of you but to give you kind of like an overview and to help you understand i want to share with you about like how I work and I guess the easiest and most simplified version that I can share with you. So I guess in that sense it would be talking about the chakras. So I have a lot of resources already on my podcast and also on my website and soon to be blog um, all about the chakras. I will release an episode all about them but just to kind of give you this brief overview what our chakra system is is our seven energetic points so they start at the base of the spine and they go all the way up into above our head and what it is is each of our seven chakras have their own 
energetic path they are linked to different organs they're linked to different experiences so for example our root chakra is like the foundation of everything so this is your job your family unit your home your money your security your childhood experiences like all of that kind of thing then moving up to your sacral chakra we have which is between the hips and this represents like your sexuality your sensuality And then you go, you know, all the way up, you've got your third eye, which people are quite often familiar with. And this is your intuition, how you view the higher realms and how you have downloads and all of that. So when our chakra system is open, I like to think of it as an energetic waterfall that's flowing and it's beautiful and the water is passing through. And then throughout our life or throughout our day, we get like a pebble that comes and it falls into the waterfall flow. And depending on what it is, maybe it's a huge trauma, we then get a big boulder that comes into the flow. And then bit by bit, we're having this huge stack of pebbles and boulders and dirt and whatever else that's blocking the energetic flow. So what happens is during a healing with me, whether it's a sound healing, a Reiki, a breath work, um, a astral healing, a past life healing, an EFT, whatever it is that you book in with me for, what we will do is we will shake out through the modalities that I just shared, we will shake out all of that that is sat in your energetic centers. And then once again, it will come back into that beautiful flow of energy. If you are not getting regular healing sessions, or if you're not doing any type of practice or spiritual hygiene, it is just going to block a lot of of your energy and this can show up in mood swings you can be triggered and angry this could show up in you not being able to manifest low libido it could be fertility issues physical pain disease in the body health issues like it literally shows up in so many different areas of your life When your chakras are open, you are literally able to deal with life so much easier. I'm not going to sit here and say, if you come and have a healing session with me, you're never going to experience trauma or have negative emotions or thoughts. That's just not realistic. Life gives us so many ups and downs and tests and triggers. But when you are in alignment, when your energy centers are open and flowing, You can literally deal with them so much better. An example would be that I notice when I have to have a healing or I'm in need of a healing, when somebody will like cut me up or I'll have some type of interaction when I'm driving or kind of like a surface level interaction that really triggers me. And, you know, if they cut in front of me, what the hell? They could have gone behind. Why are they doing this? that kind of thing. Whereas when I am in alignment, they cut in. I'm like, oh, oh, they must be in a rush. Oh, that's okay. They can cut in. They need to go, you know, whatever. Or I'm not so reactive to comments or family or friends or my partner or whoever it is. I'm just super chilled and laid back and you just realize what needs a response and what doesn't. And when your chakras and energy centers are blocked, it is like you are functioning from half of the energy that you could have. And, you know, energy speaks louder than words. If you've ever been in a situation where somebody like walks into a room and you just feel drawn to them and you're like, oh my gosh, like she's so cool or like she's radiant. That's because she has aligned chakras and expansive energy and when your chakras and energy centers are open and flowing your aura becomes bigger so you that like your reach of your energy is larger so that's why she can walk in the room and you can feel it whereas if somebody walks in the room and they're blocked you may be able to feel it also but it'll be in a more negative way or you'll feel nothing because their aura is like stuck to their body and When we have open energy centers, we are like magnets. Literally, we are magnetic for so many things that we want and it just like flows to us. And something else to understand is that other energy 
or blockages can stick to us or attach to our energy fields. So I'm not saying this like scare you because I don't want you thinking like I can never go outside again because somebody's energy will like stick to me. But have you ever had a conversation with somebody or a phone call or something like that and afterwards you just feel yuck? Maybe you get a headache or you just can't shake like that grumpy or tired feeling after being with them or interacting with them. And that's literally because you've taken on some of their energy. And sometimes it's hard to shift. Sometimes all you need to do is have a shower. Other times you need a healer to physically remove it. Yesterday I had a client come in who has been sick and run down for like three or four weeks. And when we broke it down, we realized that because she is a hairdresser, and I always say that hairdressers should get paid the same as counselors, because I think that so many people unload onto service-based workers like hairdressers or lash technicians or nail technicians, because it's like a safe place to kind of share and chat. And when we like worked together, this client of mine yesterday, I told her that she had these energetic cords that were open and what that meant was these people, she had some personal stuff going on and then also her clients, they had like attached this energetic cord to her without her even knowing and they were basically just sucking her drive all of her good energy. It's like when you're not expecting somebody to unload all of their issues onto you so you're not like set up in the space you're not conscious about it and then they leave feeling so much lighter and brighter and happier and like a weight has been lifted and you're left with the energy and you feel tired and drained and really run down so we also can't always shift this energy on our own so sometimes it can be because it's something that we have held on to for a really long time. And even though consciously you're like this thing, whatever it is, whether it's a person, a past relationship or an experience, whatever, even if you're consciously like, I want to let this go, it's not serving me, your body and nervous system may be like, Ugh, this has served us, this has kept us safe. I want to keep this and keep acting like this. And you're like, no, why am I not healing from this trauma? Like I've been meditating and journaling. Sometimes you just need somebody who's a step away from it to feel into it and share what it is or just release it for you. Like I'm a healer and I can heal myself, but I go to healers because sometimes you're too close to the issue or the blockage or the emotion that you can't physically move it yourself. Also, it can be something that you've used as a coping mechanism. It could be something that you maybe don't want to face or actually let go of. Or it could be just something that you're a little bit too close to and you can't physically detach and move it. A lot of my clients come to me because they are experiencing anxiety, a lot of stress, Some people come because they're not sleeping and they just know that it's linked to something. I have a lot of clients that come because of past experiences or childhood trauma or relationship trauma. Um, I have a lot that want change, like they feel stagnant and they're ready for change, but nothing's shifting. I have a lot of people that come to me to heal generational or ancestral trauma. And this is the deep stuff. Like this is stuff that you're not always consciously aware of. And that can be, so what generational trauma or healing is, is when you heal stuff that has been passed down through your DNA or through your family line. So this could be like physical um, blockages or physical things that they've been through. There was a study done that looked at the Dutch famine and also um, populations that have been affected by genocide. And they like the studies show that people's DNA genuinely changed from the kids that were like that did experience that or like so for example let's say that my grandparents and my parents like so my grandparents experienced something that would get passed down to my parents and then that would get passed down to me and if I didn't heal it it would get passed down to my kids and so on and so forth so it's really important and there's a lot of studies around epigenetics. So if you're listening to this and you're like, this sounds whack, Google epigenetics because it's a legit thing. Like I said, these studies showed that the kids 
DNA and genetics literally changed based on what their parents had been through. Um, Also, another reason that people come to me for healing is to heal past life trauma. So say if for some reason there's something that you have like a strange phobia against and you're like, I never even experienced that, that could be because of a past life or like I believe that every single person has had past lives. So it could be stuff that you're not even aware of. Um, I also... I like I'm different to other practitioners but I also channel for clients that book in for my 90 minute sessions because it's hard to do like a body-based healing and then also channel in 60 minutes it just doesn't work so if my clients book in for 90 minutes and they're open to it I can usually and this is always dependent on where their energy centers are at if you're super blocked you're not going to be able to receive that many messages because I'm going to need to focus on really physically moving the stuck energy in your body and your guides are going to want me to do that. So they're not going to distract me by coming in. But if your energy is open and flowing, then of course they're going to come through. And if you're open to receiving, if you believe in guides and you're open to it, then they come through and that's healing within its own to know that you've got past loved ones or like guides or angels that come and visit you and give you messages and you know people think that my sessions are you know the 60 minutes or the 90 minutes that they have within the session but it's honestly so much deeper than that so I have to every single day set myself up to protect me and my room like the center from all of this energy it's not that the negative energy is necessarily going to hang around but I have to create like energetic laws and protect myself my staff and other clients from all of this energy because a lot gets released sometimes you can physically see the energy being pulled out of people's bodies depends on who the client is what they're releasing sometimes the whole room gets like foggy and smoky And that's how I know that we're having like a deep, deep release. So for me, it's so important that every day before I even begin my workday, I'm meditating, creating energetic boundaries and borders, and I'm calling in my guides to actually get the messages. I have to then cleanse the room. So not even physically clean it. Like, of course, I have to do that as well. Like like any other kind of service-based practitioner would, like change the sheets and clean up and all of that. But it's also the energetic stuff. So I have to open the room to allow guides to come in I have to then close the room and ask them to leave afterwards so it's a huge process you get the 60 or 90 minute session I have the morning routine I have to do the 30 minutes prior to open for you the 30 minutes after to detach from you and I used to not do that like when I first got into being a healer I didn't know how to protect myself energetically and the way I work is I can actually physically feel where the blockages are So I'll say to clients often, what's going on with your left knee or why are you grinding your teeth? And they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, because energy doesn't lie. Like it tells me everything. And um, if I didn't protect myself, I would then be stuck with the rest for the rest of the day, like feeling that. And when I channel and when I use Reiki or the universe's energy, I'm not giving clients my energy. I'm channeling pure neutral energy, like high vibrational energy. I think there's a misconception that you go to a practitioner and they give you their energy and that's yuck. Like you don't want anyone else's energy. Like I try my best to be a high vibrational being as much as I can, but you don't want my energy. That's mine. You know, you don't want my trauma or my emotions. You want pure, fresh energy that you can then utilize moving forward. So kind of like a first, um, like if we were to have a session, like I want to just kind of describe that. Usually what we'll do first is we'll sit down. I have like a little counseling area. We'll have a chat. If it's your first session, you'll fill out a form um, just to get really intentional and grounded. We'll, yeah, like have a chat, see what's going on, see what your intention is, why you're here, why you decided right now to book in. We'll chat about any major events or traumas that you want to clear 
we'll talk about if you're experiencing physical pain and maybe what that could mean. Um, and then usually depending on what people book in for. So at the moment I offer Reiki, breath work, sound healing, like a manifestation session in a child session, somatic release, uh, EFT plus you can book in and do like a mixture of all or do the container and things kind of change up then. But let's say that you were to book in for the mixed modality session. I would then, after we spoke, we've got really clear, get you really comfy, cozy up on the healing bed. We will then together set up our intentions. So I'll guide you to get really present within your body. I'll check into your energy centers before I begin. Usually by this point, I've popped a lot of crystals on and around you used essential oils to kind of open up your energy centers if we were to do the mixed modality i would then do a sound healing for you so i use crystal and tibetan bowls and depending on what it is that we're working through i'll either do like a chakra visualization or a healing visualization or an inner child kind of visualization whatever it is whilst playing the bowls and usually by this point once the bowls have been played you will then feel super relaxed and I like to think that what it is is the sound healing like vibrates through your cells and your energy centers and it kind of shakes them brings things to the surface and then once I've done whatever amount of time on the bowls depending on what you're booked in for I will then go and do the tuning forks in your ears so if you never had tuning forks before it's basically like a high-pitched sound that gets played directly near your ears and my tuning forks are the same vibration and so are my bowls they're the same vibration as the chakras so again it's just about awakening your chakras shaking things out the tuning forks allow you to go into deeper brainwave states as well. So usually this is where my clients kind of drift off or deepen their awareness into their body, which allows them to relax. I then use a weighted tuning fork on your body if you're open to the physical healing. Um, this again helps to open up your centers, shake things out on a physical level, kind of brings you into your body, brings you like your awareness and stuff like allows you to drop in. Then I will do some Reiki, which is if you've never heard of Reiki is where I channel the universe's energy through the crown of my head and my third eye. And then it comes out through my palms and I will place my palms on different parts of your body or uh, hover over parts of your body especially your energy centers and then for the client it usually feels like really hot so you can feel that the energy is activated that way and this is where you will usually have your visions if you're open to that it's usually where your guides will come in I'll be able to connect with them uh, it's where you may experience like um, sort of shakes or somatic release within the body and this is where I can feel into the pain so a couple I've had so many really beautiful experiences like tuning into people's energy centers and connecting with their guides but there's a couple that I want to share with you um, one was I had a client and I think I've shared this on the podcast before but I connected in with her and I saw a baby girl's face and I was like hmm and I thought, no, she's not pregnant. Like she's told me previously that she doesn't want to have any more kids at the moment. And, you know, she didn't say anything in our little intro counseling session. So I kind of left it, kept working on her and again, kept seeing this beautiful baby's face. And I was like, what is this? Long story short, bring her back out of the session. I'm like, are you pregnant? And she was, but she just hadn't told me yet. Well, she at the time thought she was. She hadn't yet done a test. I said to her, you're pregnant with a baby girl. I described what I saw. She went home, did a test. She was pregnant. And then she came to visit me a few months later when she was close to giving birth. And I worked on her. And then I said the baby's name I said why did I keep hearing this name and she looked at me and she was like that's what I wanted to call the baby but her husband 
partner didn't like the name choice but she was like that's literally what I wanted to call the baby and I was like yep she knows that's what like she's saying that's her name um so that was like super cool because not only could I do like a physical energetic release but I could also tune into her baby's spirit and give her messages that way I have so many beautiful experiences with grandparents or parents coming through and giving messages. Just two days ago, I had a grandma come in who told me to tell her granddaughter who I was working on, thank you for what she did when she, um, like at the funeral. And I said to my client, there's something that you did to your grandma's face. And she's saying, thank you for that because it allowed her to detach from her physical body and go at peace as it was something to do with her appearance the forehead and turns out that my client went with the open casket and when she did like the cultural practices of cleaning the body noticed that her hair was out of place and everyone just left it and she scooped it back and and um combed it the way that her grandma would have if she was alive and her grandma told me to say thank you to her for that because that allowed her to pass through so A session is obviously about you and your physical health and well-being, but it's also about connecting into the higher realms, connecting in with your past lives. Sometimes I can give you messages or tell you about your past lives. Sometimes I get um, like messages about your future. I had a client a couple months ago who was really, really stressed about her house and living situation. She'd been looking for a new home for her family for so long and I told her the house is saying that they're not ready for you yet. They're, it's it's there, it's ready. And I described that it was up on a hill and what the garden looked like and the road leading up to it. And she sent me an email about three weeks later and was like, I pulled up outside the house with my husband and I turned to him and I said, this is our house. And he said, "Hun, we haven't even gone in yet. And she said, just trust me, this is it. And it turned out that it was their, their home that they've now bought and moved into with their family. So... A healing session, of course, is about you and your well-being, but it's also about your past lives, also about your future, and also about your guides. And our energy holds imprinting, our body holds imprinting of what has happened to us in the past. And this is, again, past lives, past experiences. It can hold on to that, and that can then block you moving forward. So it's really important that if you want to grow and make change in your life, that you do prioritize your energetic health as well. I think in the society that we're living in at the moment, we have such a beautiful awareness around mental health. And I think that that's beautiful. And I love that we're growing so much. But I think that the energetic and soul health is really neglected and it's like we are souls that have incarnated in this human form so of course we need to prioritize our soul health as well and I always remind my clients that of course it's about the 60 or 90 minute physical session that you have and the experience that you have but it also extends even more than that and what I mean is the healing continues for a really long time afterwards so the he- the physical healing itself I say usually extends for about 48 hours I program it that way and that means that you can kind of go through a detoxing period or process so for some people that's like headaches um, or dehydration random emotions whatever it is that you need to continue to release and then All you need to do, by the way, just a side note, I don't want you to hear that and be like, oh, I don't want to do that for 48 hours. Most of my clients feel amazing after their sessions, but there's the odd client that will be dehydrated, so they'll get a headache, or because we shifted such heavy stuff, they feel emotional or they just need to have a nap or rest and recharge and that's what your body needs anyway regardless to if you had a healing session or not those things would naturally be happening but the process after the healing it's like the amount of messages that I get from clients who say to me I no longer have like this pain or I no longer feel a certain way or they say that they manifested something or that they're just feeling so much 
better and they can cope with life. So of course it's about the 60 or 90 minutes that you physically experience, but it's also about the flow on effect that a healing session has moving forward. So I honestly think that people, like everyone should have healing. It should be well known, like going to your GP or going to the gym is because it's something that we should prioritize more. And, you know, I'm sat here. I haven't had a healing session in a couple of months because I've been busy, but I know that I need it. And that's kind of what prompted me to even record this episode because healing is so, so important. We need to all be healing our mind, our body and our soul and energetic health like I cannot preach enough how important healing is and if you're listening to this and you have any questions or maybe something I wasn't super clear on you can always send me a dm or an email all of the details are in the show notes or if this has sparked an interest for you I would suggest booking in. I do both virtual and in-person sessions. If you look at the website and you are overwhelmed with what to book in, I always recommend the 90-minute mixed modality because that way you get a little bit of all of my or most of my modalities. And that way we can really create a beautiful experience for you based on what you need. If you're hearing this and you're like, I want to do this regularly, the best thing to do would be to sign up to my three-month bundle. I am always open to having a chat to people in my DMs. We can see what fits and yeah, I'm just so passionate about healing. (laughs) If you couldn't tell, I just think that it's something that every single person needs to do. And needs to experience. I often get people saying that they don't understand how Reiki works. And I'm like, I could sit here till the cows come home and tell you about it. But until you experience what it is and how it feels, you really will not understand. Thank you for joining me for this solo episode. Diving deep into what it is to be a healer and how healing can support you. As always, please subscribe, please leave a review or a comment. It means so much to me. It shows that people are listening and that taking the time to do this is worth it. I appreciate you so much and I'm so grateful for you showing up and listening to this episode and also investing in yourself. Have a beautiful day, my loves, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Remember that you can't rewrite your past, you can only recode your future. If you want more information on the work I do, please visit my website www.atouchofclarity.com.au or come over to my Instagram at a touch of clarity. Please remember to subscribe and write a review as it means so much to me. Have a beautiful day and I really hope that we connect again soon.